Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, amazing human, perfect being, cosmic family. I hope that you are doing tremendous and you are full of love and joy and peace in your heart right now. And if you are not, we are going to get there. We have an amazing episode for you today. We have Azria Cohen and I entitled this one, You Are the AI and There Is Nothing Artificial About You. This is an amazing episode. Um, Azria is a transformational artist and storyteller, a modern day medicine woman and we go deep. She is the partner of the incredible Adam Roa, who has been on the podcast a couple times, who we made amazing friends with in Egypt. And this is what I call an amazing, conscious, beautiful power couple. Um, You know, we dive deep into this when we talk about the art of teaching through storytelling, why we need to integrate after being inspired, the root of the problems being disconnection. How uh, can we have an actual experiences of oneness? How can we have actual experiences of oneness? Um, Exploring the term woke, multidimensional awareness made simple, the body as intelligence, AI equals ancient intelligence, which is amazing. I really love her take on that. Um, Reframing your relationship to money. Uh, moving from fear to love and going beyond the survival state. So this is a deep episode. It kicks all kinds of butt. Um, Azria is amazing. So I know that you are going to enjoy it. I want to thank everybody who has been supporting the podcast. Um, all my pr- patrons, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you like the podcast and you want to share it, you can become a patron. That would be super helpful. Um, I'd really enjoy that. Um, the easiest thing you can do for free is you can just time code um, inspiring you know, moments, insights, and just share them with me on Facebook. Uh, tag both Azria and I and just let us know what you ins- what you learned, what inspired you and I can take little uh, video snippets from YouTube and little sound bites and um, share those and as you share that information, you integrate the knowledge, you share with your community and you get the word out so it really helps um, all the way around if you want to do some things like that and I want to thank um, this podcast, uh, this review from Board77 from USA it just says awesome so grateful for coming across so many like-minded individuals. Matt is so sincere, compassionate, humble, and what a good listener. Every interviewer should have the skill. The content is on point and his guests and topics are mesmerizing. He never preaches. He's so open-minded and easygoing, like everyone is sitting in the same living room. I came across the podcast only when searching for someone else, and the only negative thing I have to say is... Why didn't the universe send me this podcast sooner? Keep up the good work. So I really appreciate that. And, you know, that's the you guys taking the time to leave the reviews and just share the episodes. You know, it goes farther than you think. It's just little by little. We can get the the word out about self-love, self-acceptance, peace on earth, kindness, um, designing our life, exploring consciousness in a way that's empowering. And it, and it can allow us to live a life of joy, peace. And that's what I, you know, I intend on this podcast is to interview the most conscious, awakened embodied wise um 
loving, inspiring people of service to humanity and just share their stories and share their wisdom in hopes that we can learn together, we can grow together. You know, I often say Team Earth because we are all in this together, but you affect your reality. You are God, which is giver of dreams, um, aka from David Lombard. I love that analogy. And through your own consciousness, through your own decisions, through your own awareness, you are creating your dreams. And it doesn't happen over a day or over a week, it happens over a lifetime, over a year. So, whatever you're working on, just give yourself a little time, give yourself a little space and work on your dreams, work on what you want to create and create a heart centered vision. And if you've got that, you know, vision, if you got that direction, you're going to be set. So if you haven't listened to it yet, you can go on SoundCloud and look, uh, look up the heart journey creation. And that is a hypnotic, a powerful hypnotic process to help you get out of your mind and into your heart and to the life that you want to design. And, uh, you know, it's based from heart and not mind, which is an infinite thing. It's super centered and uh, people are getting really profound experiences from that. And then from there, you can go ahead and you can build your life uh, love based and not fear based. So kind of getting off track here. Um, but I want to thank everybody who's been listening. If you guys are interested in coaching, basically, I'm working with three types of people right now. One is you're in a transformation in your life or you are serious about leveling up and you want to go deeper into these topics. You want to you want to create and design a life on purpose. You want to level up in your consciousness. You want to explore these topics and you want to integrate them into your life and you're serious about it. So that's person number one. The second would be any kind of CEO or group and you want to know how to bring this into you for, for leveling up or into your organization. And one of the big things is just taking out stress in the environment because you cannot perform in flow state, peak performance in stress. And so that's one of the big pieces that we look at and how to, how to integrate these uh, concepts into a company culture and the third is obviously athletes so if you know anybody who is it you know you got any kids out there you got any nephews got any cousins get them as an athlete it is incredible i'll happily send you the ebook so get it out there this is self-mastery in disguise and if you have not read it then definitely read it it is all the best sports psychology techniques and even from these podcasts everything i've, I've learned here i would i would write a different book but it has all the you know the core gut meat and potatoes on how to apply this stuff because it has to be practical and it has to be able to apply it and you need to get a result and so that's what that book is all about you don't need to be an athlete it could be zen life it could be zen business and you'll get tremendous results uh, go to mattbelair.com sign up for the email list if you have not checked out my incredible sponsor you can get a $50 gift card if you go to bit.ly forward slash activate health and you'll be taken to purium and they have incredible products on all kinds of things uh you know they're they're 100 certified organic non-gmo they have a 60-day money-back guarantee they got products for cleansing sleep immune system proteins like everything including cbd which i think everybody should be taking uh do your own research um, but that's what i've heard and i feel great when i take it so um check out all their amazing stuff over there and i think that's it um when you guys f- see something here and you and you like it please timestamp and just go matt belair podcast and share that and that way we can all learn and grow together and i can take that snippet and share with others with links to the full episode so that's it so before we get into this episode i've been speaking quickly and trying to get a lot in here i'm going to invite you to come to a powerful state of peace and presence and what i want you to do in this one is come to the firm commitment to be your number one supporter to to fully love and accept yourself every bit of you the shadow the good the bad and just know that you are perfect as you are so wherever you are stop and take a deep breath in through your nose just imagine powerful 
loving crystal golden platinum white light coming down from the universe and pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being and energy from the earth coming up through your feet supporting you as you let this breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries and all the doubts of the day just letting go now and come to this state of peace and presence taking another deep breath in through your nose and this time connect to the 100% firm commitment to be loving kind supportive of yourself to 100% accept all parts of you even the unperfect parts even the parts that are shameful especially those parts knowing that it is all you and it is all okay 100% self-acceptance just making that firm commitment now that firm decision to accept all of you without any shame or any guilt and just feel that peace and that love for yourself knowing that we all go through this that we are flawed beings that we are in a learning ground then it is okay to make mistakes and just let that breath out slowly with all the self-criticisms the self-doubts the self-ridicule just all of that old programming from wherever it came just to let that go and connect you to the truth Come back and just take another deep breath in through your nose as you continue to imagine this light from the universe coming down and supporting this decision from this higher awareness, God, spirit, source. It is unconditionally loving. It is not judging. It is allowing you to have the human experience to learn, to grow, to make mistakes and sending unconditional love and forgiveness your way. And then just take that forgiveness and just make that decision within yourself as an own sovereign being to be 100% kind and supportive and accepting of yourself forgiving anything that you need to and coming to this powerful state of peace and presence and awareness and just this firm decision to be loving and kind to yourself and just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries and all the doubts of the day anything that would hold you back Now taking another deep breath in through your nose, and I want you to send this energy out to all beings on the podcast, everybody you've ever met, your friends, your family, your enemies, and to all beings on the planet. Send them empowerment, all of your love, your peace, your support, your acceptance and and just wish them love peace support and acceptance and i'm sending you all of my energy all of my love all of my support all of my good wishes everything that i am to support who you are in this human process knowing that you are perfect whole balanced just as you are that you are worthy that you are worthy of your own love your own self-acceptance and just hearing these words and just letting them integrate into every cell and making that firm commitment to just 100% accept all parts of you and wish that on all beings so there we go I think that is good and we are ready to get into this absolutely amazing episode with Azria Cohen Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mastermind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest has spent the last decade in Hollywood as an actress, writer, producer, and director. A modern-day medicine woman, she facilitates transformation for influencers through ceremonial art by providing the masses and the 1% with an experiential understanding of oneness and catalyzing DNA activation. Her voice acts as a potent technology to open portals into other realms, and she is here to shepherd humanity through the growing pains of awakening to multidimensional awareness with humor and grace. Welcome to the show, Azria Cohen. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, humor and grace. I think that's kind of probably the most important piece of that whole bio is like, can we maintain humor and grace throughout this process? Yes, we can. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm, I'm constantly, uh, I'm, I'm more of the serious and direct one. And your partners with Adam Roa, who's been on the show a number of times, and we met in Egypt in person. He's such an amazing human being. And we had a deep discussion about art through awakening. And you guys are both extremely talented. Um, I was privy to a special video that I watched, which was really fascinating. So do you want to just give people a little bit of a background on who you are and how you got to where you are today? Then we're going to dive into what you're creating and, and how you got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, I mean, like the human, the human timeline, I'll give you the human timeline because there's, there's obviously many timelines and it's been a long journey that, that has gotten me to this point. Um, where I feel I'm really able to integrate a lot of the lessons and, um, you know, initiation processes that I've been through through various lifetimes and on all, on all the different dimensions simultaneously into this one experience and bring it forward in a way that can serve the collective. But um, for this particular human timeline, uh, I was born in New York, grew up in Germany, to a German mother who was very nomadic in nature, um, deeply spiritual, which made me want to run away from anything spiritual because I, you know, like most kids, I wanted to disassociate myself from, from my, from my mother and, and not be like her. And so she created this really beautiful polarity for me to go in the opposite extreme and to really explore cynicism and, um, really explore my shadow as well and really embrace my shadow and having been like a super, super sensitive kid who was deeply tapped into everything and felt everything extremely um, viscerally, at some point, you know, when I kind of hit my teenage years, like it just became unsustainable to be that open. And so I unknowingly kind of closed my channel and, and really made it like a, a big focus of mine as a kid was to not care as much. It's like, how do I not care so much about all the things? How do I not care about the plant and feel its feelings when I step on it, when I'm walking across the grass, you know, like it's just really not functional. Um, especially not living in New York. We moved back to New York from Germany when I was in, a teenager and then we, I was in Boston and yeah, I really kind of was in the exploration of, of that, of, of trying to, to give less shits um, all the way through my 20s, moving to Los Angeles to pursue acting. You know, I, I, I didn't know at the time that what was, what was calling me into the performance space and into the art space was um, a deeper desire to be of service to humanity. I just wanted to be on TV. Like, that's really all I cared about. <laughs> I was like, just get me on CSI New York. Like, and that was, I met Adam, my partner, Adam, who's been on this show, Adam Roa. Um, we, we both moved to LA with the same intention. And that was, gosh, over 10 years ago now. And we met a year later and have been together ever since. And we were super, super focused. Like, we, we had full tunnel vision on making it in Hollywood. And in hindsight, I can see why that was so necessary to understand really the, the belly, be in the belly of the beast of the entertainment industry and see it and feel it and understand it from the inside out and understand the, 
how deeply damaging it is, not just to be on the inside, you know, as someone wanting to participate in the game, but also in terms of the content that is, that is coming out of it. Um, and just project after project after project being perpetuating fear and separation consciousness. And I didn't really have an awareness of, of this for the majority of my time in Hollywood. It wasn't until plant medicine came in and just, blew the lid off and, and the channel was reopened and, and suddenly it, it was like the wool came off and we were able to see clearly that our, our purpose was so much greater than what we thought it was. And that, that little seed of like wanting to go and be a reference point for humanity because that's really what art is, right? It creates a, an external reflection. It creates a reference point for us to go, oh, wow, this gives context to my human experience. Like when we go to the movies, we, we get these, these reflections, these archetypal reference points of this is what it looks like to be successful. This is what it looks like to be a fuck up. This is what it looks like to be in love. And it gives us the opportunity to give context to our experience. And what I believe we're calling forth right now and what Hollywood is slowly starting to catch on to is that we are calling in archetypal reference points for what it looks like to be an awakening human being in 2018 who cares about the planet and who is not willing to climb the corporate ladder and do it the old paradigm way. So all of what I've cultivated in terms of my understanding of storytelling, um, the craft of filmmaking, and really understanding production on all levels, as well as, you know, in front of, as well as behind the camera. Now all of that I'm seeing is, is really because I'm here to revolutionize the entertainment industry from the inside out. That's amazing. I love all that. Um, you, you know what? I just recently got back from the Conscious Media Festival, and I've done a lot of study in psychology and persuasion and media. And one of the things I've often said is the fastest way we could change this planet is if we had control over the media. Um, because people don't realize all these uh, subtle and overt messages. Like, it's not just CSI in Miami. It's murder show A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So really you choose between, it's a double bind, murder A or murder B, you both get murder. Now, you and I both know, and you probably know it a little bit more than me, is the craft of storytelling and having an outcome in mind. You know, So if you want to see somebody who's maybe uh, addicted to alcohol or something, they're severely... Um, you know, a severe alcoholic, you could show a story about somebody going through that and somebody who is, who is struggling with alcohol will watch the solution. That's, that's how it works in hypnosis as well. Um, mm -hmm. So do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the video that you made that's really amazing? And like, what is, you know, what is, what is your intention with these things? Because I know that's how in, in hypnosis and persuasion, you work backwards. And so in storytelling, when you want to help and heal, it's like, okay, I see this issue. This is a way that I can craft a story so you can relate to it and you can see the potential of what it's like on the other side. So the idea is like when I do hypnosis or something, if you're out of shape, you can say, hey, look, this is what your life will be like if you eat KFC every single day and get extra gravy and don't go to the gym and this is what's gonna be like and this is what's gonna be like if you go to the gym every now and then you start eating a little bit better you know you start to be kind to yourself you you know and you draw that picture out so they can find that energy and motivation to act so i'll just yeah yeah oh my gosh there's so much i could say to that you know it's it's one part like creating the reference point and and showing an example of what it could look like or even feel like 
um, which can happen when you go to the movie and you see someone go through a transformation, you see yourself in them and you go, oh, wow, that's possible, right? But the thing that's missing is the integration of that inspiration because it's one thing to be inspired. It's another thing to know what steps to take and what tools to use to actually apply that to your own life. And right now it's, I had this experience with the matrix when I was 13 and I went to see the matrix and I, I watched it in German cause I was living in Germany at the time. So it was dubbed and, uh, and Keanu Reeves is like a really good actor in German actually. <laughs> He's, He's just got his his ability to emote in German was like significantly increased. Um, long story short, I saw The Matrix. I didn't understand probably eighty percent of the plot went straight over my head, but it didn't matter because the vibration, the frequency of the message, the potency of it, had activated me on a on a cellular level that it, that I I couldn't consciously or rationally understand, but I knew that I was different, and I knew that I wanted more. So I walked out of there with very few options to have more. My only options were to go and see the movie again, which I did six more times, or to wait for the sequel, which took a couple years and was pretty disappointing, or to, you know, write to like Keanu Reeves's P.O. box and try and get a signed autograph. Like those were pretty much my options. Or, you know, at the time, like the internet was just starting. I guess these days you could go into like chat rooms and forums and you could find like-minded people who are geeking out about the same thing. But really you're on your own. And so media as medicine and the platform that's being birthed um, is about closing the gap between entertainment and life and really going, okay, what would it look like if I walked into the matrix and I saw this movie and I was deeply changed and at the end, there was a call to action. There was a place for me to go where now I could integrate and apply the same lessons that the hero went on and integrated on the journey in the movie into my own life and I'm being supported with tangible tools, with courses, with workshops, with retreats, with community, with people who get it, who are on the same frequency, who are wanting to have impact on the planet and, and recognize that ultimately all impact on the collective must start with impact within the self because the collective is just a, is just a collection of all individuals put together. So we can't change the collective without changing the individual and the individual wants to change. I mean, we can feel it, you know, in our, when you, all you have to do is turn on the news or go on Twitter for two seconds and you'll see how desperate we are for change and for things to be different. And yet there's so much noise, especially in personal transformation like that, that industry, right? And it's booming, but it's now it's like option paralysis. Like, where do we go? Who do we listen to? So many contrary um, opinions and so much advice just being bombarded. We're being bombarded with it every time we go on Facebook or Instagram. And it's very difficult when you don't have that discernment and you don't have that deep connection to your own intuition yet to know what actually works. So then you're in the trial and error phase, right? Um, and so really, we're just wanting to create a really cohesive platform where the content is congruent in its intention, which is to be the antidote to disconnection. And that can happen in a lot of different ways. But I think at the, at the core of all of the issues we face today on the global scale, socioeconomic, political, I mean, you name it, is the, the root of it is always going to come back to disconnection separation essentially and so if we can if we can go in to the core 
and start to unite and, and create a reunion of all the fragmented aspects of, of self, really, of our own consciousness back into wholeness and really provide an experiential understanding of oneness because that's it, right? And that's why psychedelics are so powerful is because they give us an experiential, not intellectual, but experiential lived experience of oneness, even if it's only for a few moments, we can't unsee that. We can't forget that. It's like fused into us somehow. And so media can do that. Not everyone needs to take psychedelics. We can, we can use the technology that we have, and especially with AI, AI and AR and VR, like shit's about to get so crazy when it comes to, you know, our ability to tell stories and bring them alive for people. Um, but yeah, the, the intention is to create an experiential understanding of oneness, which really is ultimately going to be the antidote to disconnection. And then um, to build tribe from there, you know, because that's another key component here is like, when I listen to the conversations of what people really want, and these are people who have all the things, they, a lot of them have the money, they have the status, they have the impact even, but what they really want is tribe. They want people who get them to share their life with on a day-to-day basis. And the thing about tribe is, and especially conscious tribe is, in order to be able to participate in tribe, there are certain foundational sort of things that have to be integrated for an individual, like communication skills and emotional intelligence and these types of things. If you don't have that, it's going to be difficult for you to coexist in harmony with other people. And so we want to teach people that, that piece so that then they can plug into tribe. So you asked me about the video I created, um, which is called the activation video. And it's the first like real example of media as medicine where the frequency of it, is actually designed to activate people on a cellular level um, to literally rewire the neurochemistry and to start going into the DNA and start to repair that, that separation that's occurred. Cause I believe that actually everything that we're seeing is a reflection of, of a disconnection that's happened on a DNA level. So it, going back all the way to the root, you know, the genetic blueprint of our design of our makeup, like that's where we have to, look because everything else is just trying to battle the symptoms um yeah anyway i could go on and on but i'd love to hear since you have watched the piece and it's not yet released but we will be releasing it very soon um we're looking at a may release what was your experience oh feel free to rant as long as you'd like is wonderful (laughs) it was i knew exactly what you were doing is very powerful and if we can you know I, i knew exactly what you're doing and it was very interesting and entertaining. Um, but people are going to see that and they'll know, they'll know what, even if they don't know and they get it as the entertainment piece, like it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna have the effect. And, you know, I think that media, what we're talking about is like, you know, back in the day in the fifties, you know, I studied Edward Bernays, who there's a great documentary called century of self. He was Sigmund Freud's nephew. And he was one of the main guys that, um, was hired by the government and the militaries to do indoctrination because he learned unconscious motivators. So if you imagine you only have community and the people around you, then you get this little box that comes into your home and now you're looking at a little box and they can control what's putting on the box. That's what they call it. Programming. 
It's programming. It's like so obvious. It's like it's, hiding in plain sight, right? It's ridiculous, <laughs> right? And just look at how ridiculous music is. Look at how it's just so ridiculous, especially when you know it. It's like so overt. And that's what I learned when I studied hypnosis and copywriting and things like that. They're like, you could be so overt and people won't know. So I tested it and they really just they didn't question it. It's odd. Um, so now when we're getting into AR, VR, and it's going to magnify. Um, we can use that tool for good. So you could have, it's, it's going to be a choice. And right now you have a choice. You have a choice to look at documentaries, conscious media programs, or you could sit there all day and watch, you know, CNN and murder shows and all that stuff. But it's going to do stuff to the wiring of your brain because what you're observing in your reality, it goes in. It, it all goes in. And that's why in Buddhism, they talk about the importance of mental nutriments. So for me, what I think it it sounds like on a grand scale is like taking that tool, which we can use for good or not so good, um, mm -hmm. you know, and then people will have a choice. So you can choose A or choose B and they'll both have an effect on the brain. And so if we can collaborate and then go a step further and, you know, how do we integrate that information? So it's powerful. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we're looking at like massive global issues and we're going, okay, how do we, how do we give the, the medicine? How do we give the good stuff to all the people? You know, like how can we reach all the people? And then having traveled the world and been to places like Tanzania, Africa, where I helped um, an organization there bring clean water to, to a village, they didn't have, you know, any sort of infrastructure at all. They were living in clay huts. They had no electricity. They had no plumbing. They, were literally walking, you know, 30 minutes with a bucket to get water from a river, which was filthy. And, but they had, there was a couple people in the village who had a flip phone that had access to the internet. So they had Facebook accounts and they skipped over the whole landline thing. Like that was never even an option for them. But because of how technology has exponentially, you know, found its way into, into literally all of our hands, we can reach those people. We can, we can educate them. We can give them the opportunity. Like you said, the key word in what you just said is choice. Yes, we can choose to continue to affirm that humanity is flawed, that humanity is innately, you know, greedy and evil and will step on others to get ahead, which is the story that the narrative that we've shaped around what humans are right now. Or we can co-create and, and design a new narrative together which is one that feels much more true to me when I look at my life and the people I'm surrounded with, which is people care deeply about each other and care deeply about the planet and actually really want to exist in harmony, just don't know how and are following, blindly following a blueprint that has been handed to them, you know, since for an early age to be in a perpetual state of chasing the carrot at the end of the stick, to be in a perpetual state of preparing for a future event that has not happened yet, whether it's, you know, kindergarten preparing for first grade and you're preparing for high school then you're preparing for college and you're preparing for your job and you're preparing for the white picket fence and you know the three kids and like whatever the dream is that we've been programmed to chase we get to the end of the road we're like yo i'm not happy where where's the happiness right well of course it's evaded you because you've never been taught how to find it in the here now which can only ever exist and we can get that intellectually, but it's one thing to understand it intellectually, and it's a whole other thing to really drop it into the body. And that's the thing, too, with a lot of this esoteric work and a lot of the spiritual woo-woo conversation. And I'm really good at all of that, too, and I know that jargon real well, and it's easy for me to, to live in that space. 
Um, but I really think that the, right now we've done a lot of exploration up and out. We've gone you know, into meditation, we've gone into plant medicine, and now it's time for us to really anchor it into the physical. Like the show is here. The show is in the 3D. We are here in physical form. We are here in the physical body. And in Eastern traditions and philosophies, you know, we saw spirituality was a huge forefront of the collective conversation and a huge goal, right, was to attain enlightenment, was to transcend the physical, leave the physical behind. And, and the physical and all physical desire was, was rejected, you know, as not spiritual. And when you look at the places where that was most prevalent, specifically India, those are some of the most poverty-ridden places on the planet because the physical has been ignored and denied and repressed. Then you look at the Western world where it was the opposite extreme, where we went, we, all, we basically made the physical, the material, our God. We made money our God. We made the more we can, the more we can accumulate, right, the better. And we ignored the non-physical. We ignored the spiritual. And now we get to see the repercussions of going too far into that. And so now, again, in this age of reunion, it's like integrating all of it. It's, it's, all, it's all God. It's all divine. It's all, it's, it's all everything is everything, right? <laughs> like there is, no, there is actually no separation. And so therefore, physical matter is just as spiritual as non-physical. And the, when we see that, then suddenly everything changes because suddenly we recognize that we are also divine we are not separate from it and therefore how we treat our bodies and how we treat ourselves and how we treat this earth must change so that's kind of you know the the bigger 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 picture um in terms of the shift that i see happening on this planet when i i talk about shepherding humanity into multidimensional awareness and the growing pains of that and i really think that that's what this boils down to is recognizing that we are, while we are here in this current experience in a physical body, our ability to, our consciousness is, is able to access so much more than that. And the purpose with which we're accessing more is to make this human experience as enjoyable and beautiful and profound as possible. Yes. Hardcore agree with all that. It <laughs> <laughs> was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Mm -hmm. but I, I think you touched on a lot of great topics there. And um, one of them would be, I uh, did a short video on like woke versus unwoke because it like that word bugs me. And because people, use, it bugs me, but it's fine. And so it's obviously my crap if it bugs me, but people will use it and <laughs> if they, don't, they don't know what it means and it's become popular. And so you can, you yeah. know, I'll kind of say some stuff and then you can come back with it. But like, I can kind of see like the process of you going into Hollywood and, you know, wanting to be on TV and it's like me, me, me. And then you have this mm -hmm. idea, like even if you got it all, if you got it all and you're successful and then you did it, it's like Jim Carrey said, you know, I wish everybody could get rich and famous so they know that that's not the answer, but you don't know it's a carrot yet. And the thing that's like for me being like not awake, quote unquote, is you're chasing something. You don't know where it's an external force telling you to go chase it or it's not coming from you. It's not being birthed from your own clarity, your own heart. So that's one of the things. And it's also usually based in a fear state, it's survival and it's scarcity. So that's why we've got to stack up so much dough. 
And then on the other side of that is it, it comes from you and you're operating out of love and faith saying, hey, look, I'm going to let all of this security go, all of this cer- certainty. And you don't have to necessarily even do that. I'm sure smarter people could bridge the gap better than I have and, and some other people, but you're you're at least intending on something that's that's coming out of you. And then the other kind of difference that I would speak about usually is going from service to self to service to other. So it's like, how can I contribute? And, you know, that ultimately is service to yourself. If you imagine a forest, you know, and every everything's growing and, you know, you're supposed to be this like, tree and but you're trying to be like this shrub bush because somebody's telling you to be a shrub bush and you're you're not being the tree and all of a sudden you remember you're a tree and then you grow big and strong and you do all the things that you do and then all of a sudden you got squirrels and and everybody is collaborating in the forest and I think that when we grow as individuals like from our from what we are that's going to collaborate with nature we're in natural harmony being connected with what we are. And that's a big difference in those words that you, you know, we're kind of touching on. And the last thing that I'll share, cause I, I want to, you know, hear your perspective of, you know, the awake and, and the asleep, that transition. Um, and so the other thing that I think is really important that you're touching on is what you're talking about uh, shepherding. And I was with David Lone Bear Senapas for two weeks. He's been on the podcast three times. He's a native elder of the Megamon nation. He uh, has like a 20,000 20, year lineage. Apparently he has these ancient copper scrolls. Uh, he's, he's very like, he's known. Like I checked it out and I was like, Oh my God, is, people know who this guy is. And uh, he's so behind the scenes, but wants to bring these star teachings to the people. And this is his, like the culture knowledge, what he was, you know, he, he said on the podcast that he was trained for 26 years by 600 different beings, like, you know, people and beings and elders. And um, so I'm talking to him about anything I can imagine. It gets crazy into Atlantis and it gets pretty grounded and all of his stuff is really grounded. He's like, look, you want to make a difference on the planet? I was like, yes. You know, I want to, I want to, it's so messed up. It's like, yes, I know. He's just like, well, what's missing is action for most of your planet, most of the species. People are thinking about all these amazing things. They're writing books, they're doing all this stuff, but they walk down the street and they don't get somebody's name. They don't help the homeless. They don't do it when they're in community, right? They're so, they have their head in the clouds and they forget to do it in these passing steps. So it became really, really grounding. And, and I, he'd just ask people's name when they were the servers. He would just be very present. And like, that's where the mastery is. And he talked about spiritual shepherding in the sense that you can be, going a million, if you're a star and you go a million uh, miles an hour and you're like 10 tons of energy, uh, when you go past the other stars, you're going to shepherd them through that energy like a wake. Now, through daily action of actually doing actions of kindness, not thinking about kindness, not doing all these things and me just doing the podcast and forgetting to be kind, doing daily actions of kindness over a year, 10 years, 20 years, I become maybe a million tons. And now that wake of humanity and things like that are going to be moving. And now that we're shepherding through example in the same way that Bruce Lee has been dead for you know years, but that example still stays there because he was the master. So I got a little bit long winded and you can, I'll throw it back your way to comment on any and all of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, I, I so agree with that. And, and, and 100%, like, what we're, what we're really talking about is entrainment, right? Um, so the phenomenon of entrainment being that we as energetic beings will, will match the dominant frequency that's in the space. So when you walk into a club and the, the beat's loud, like one of the first things that happens is a lot of times your body starts moving to the beat and matching the beat. That's because the beat is the dominant frequency in the space. 
The same is true though for emotion, right? Like if you're hanging out with someone who's suicidally depressed, chances are you're going to start to feel a little bit down versus you're hanging out with someone who's like flying super high and totally positive and like only sees good in people, like it's going to lift you up. So we, we will entrain into the dominant frequency unless we have mastery of our own energetic state, what I call energetic sovereignty, and we're able to decide, okay, I'm not going to choose to entrain into this, or I am, depending on what feels good to me, right? Like if I'm, if I'm spending time with my uh, family member who is super critical and always complaining, I can get mad at them for being always, for always complaining, but the truth is I'm getting mad at them because I don't want it. I don't like that my system is starting to entrain into their frequency, or I can simply choose to stay, stay in my own, my own harmony and not allow them to, to touch me right now. That requires mastery of my emotional state and of my thoughts and of my beliefs and all of that. Right. And that's why so much of the action that I, that I think is important to take is the tangible application of the theory that we've gotten from the personal development world into our day-to-day life. Cause I know I see so many people accumulating more and more and more information, but then where is it? When is it actually being applied in real life? It can only ever happen in real time. It can only ever happen in the present moment in that moment when you're triggered because you got a, you know, a parking ticket, like how do you choose to respond and how present are you being with the part of you that's triggered? Like you could turn that into that experience of being triggered by getting a parking ticket could become a breakthrough if you had a journal in your car with you and you chose to sit down right then and there and get super clear with what's going on within you. The thing is most of us go, ugh, I don't want to feel that way and project our annoyance onto the external thing that created the annoyance and then try and distract ourselves from it. That's kind of like the traditional model of how we're, how we're trained to operate. Um, and so ultimately... Yes, it's like there's, there's the action to become the, the best version of ourself that we can be, which looks like how do we show up in every single moment and how do, we, how do we want other people to feel when they walk away from interacting with us, whether it's the waiter at the, at the restaurant or you know, a loved one. And, um, and then what you were saying earlier too in terms of like, that desire, like that desire, the, where it was all about me, right? Like I want to go and I want to be on TV. And it was, it was like this, the ego, right? That my ego wanting to be validated, wanting to be seen. And that's, I think actually at the core of most of what we do is we all want to be seen. The thing is we, it doesn't matter how much we can be seen externally. Like I would book TV jobs and I would be on set and I'd notice that I wasn't any happier than I was before I'd booked the job. All I could think about was like, how do I get the next bigger job? You know? And, and I was wise enough, I guess, to to recognize that this was never going to actually fulfill me if I couldn't figure out how to find that deep fulfillment within myself. And whether it's money or it doesn't matter, like scarcity, you were talking about scarcity and and fear and all of that. Some of the people that in my world that I, that have the most profound scarcity conversations are multimillionaires. You know, it, it doesn't matter the amount of money you have. Money is just an amplifier. It will amplify whatever is happening internally within you. If you're in scarcity, when you have 10 bucks in your bank account, you'll be in scarcity when you have multiple millions. And 
And that's actually good news, right? Isn't that relieving to like recognize that at the end of the day, like you can choose to change your experience now. You don't need anything externally to change. All you need is the desire to make the choice because once the choice is made, then the tools show up and, and the support shows up and you know, you have in the internet at the touch of a button, you can have any answer to any question pretty much. There are no more excuses for not, for not stepping in. Um, and so being woke, it's interesting that you bring up that term because the, my, the feature film that I've been writing for over eight years, which is just a part of nine actually. So this is the way that it's been. And I channel most of my stuff, right? And so I'm receiving this information from like a higher dimensional realm. The way that it's presented itself to me is this is the Star Wars of your generation. Like, like nine films, massive franchise, VR, AI, all of it kind of integrated um, and essentially telling the story of like humanity waking up to multidimensional awareness. And the first one is called Woke. And it's called Woke because it starts in a very cynical place. It starts in the Hollywood Hills party scene, um, you know, where cocaine and strippers are like the highlight of people's experience. And that's where our protagonists live. They live in that world and they're totally disconnected and totally numbed out. And through plant medicine, they start to awaken and become woke. But to me, woke has a cynical energy to it. Um, it's like, there's like, there's a, the way that it's held collectively is, is a lot of people, first of all, don't like the term, right? And then also being woke is like becoming woke to all the shit that's wrong in the world kind of thing. Um, which is also really interesting because if we truly claim our creatorship, if we truly let go of victim consciousness entirely and we recognize that we're co-creating this experience and this reality is a reflection of what's happening within our own consciousness, then even the story of the world is fucked up and we need to save it has, has to go because we'll keep creating more of a world that needs to be saved as long as we keep running that program. And that's, that's another trap, right? And like we can get lost in the like, okay, now I found my purpose. I'm here to save the planet. I'm here to have an impact. I'm here to be a light worker. It's like, well, don't we want to actually live on a planet that doesn't need to be saved? And if that's the truth, then how are we talking about the planet? How are we talking about where humanity is at? Where, which words are we choosing? Like to be so, so intentional with everything because everything, every word we speak, every thought we think, all of it is creating the template for the experience that we're living. Beautifully said. I love all that. Um, yeah, you know, it goes, I think it like the root of it is this disconnection, right? We, we feel we're more connected than ever before. You know, remember pen pals? Like I barely remember that. And you have a pen pal, you write them and like <laughs> yeah. they would write back, you know, people who listen to that show that are probably 25 or younger don't even know what a pen pal is. And that was recent. And that was a connection was to a different country. Now we can connect and, and we, we've, we've gone a step further where everything's artificial. It's artificial likes. I got to be seen on TV because at the root of that is this um, unworthiness. It's you're just, you're not, you're not good enough as you are and you need validation outside you. And that's like a, like a root. And when you, when you put it through story, 
um, it's really powerful because people are going to put themselves in that story. And really that's, that's the work. It's the integration because even when you do plant medicine, that's another thing like, yeah, you know, the word woke, like I was saying, it's like so many people are using it, but they, you know, and it, and, and on the one side it's really good because it's creating a conversation around it. And it's like, okay, what does that actually mean? Well, woke are awakened. Well, what does it mean to be awakened? What does it mean to be enlightened? And, you know, I looked at that for a long time. I traveled the world. I still look for it. And I feel like I'm enlightened in the sense of the way that I see it, which is there's a couple characteristics where one is you take 100% responsibility for yourself. That, that's to me an enlightened being. It's not, it's not supposed to be this reserved for Jesus and Buddha and like they were the enlightened ones and everything was easy and you floated on a cloud. I thought that for a long time and I meditated my ass off for a long time to get there. And I was like, what is this going to happen? Now, through those experiences, I had the multidimensional experiences of oneness. And then the second thing is that um, you go from service to self to service to other, but at the same time, you are selfish in understanding what you want to create, what your joy is, and that joy is in natural harmony. And so those are two simple characteristics. So even if you are awakened or woke, it's like, okay, you do the plant medicine, you see ayahuasca, and it's like, yes. Oh my God, it's so clear. What are you going to do the next day? What are you going to do the day after that? Are you going to go right back to everything that you were doing before and then and say no and shut it down? And a lot of people are doing that because it's not really easy to walk the path. It's really easy to think you're walking the path. And uh, so, mo you know, I, I give people a lot of credit to even look at it because it shatters every... Uh, bit of your reality that you had before it's 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 shocking you know it's like whoa I was chasing this this isn't real who am I now you start from scratch and that's a you know that's a that's a deep task so um, you know kudos to all the people even even thinking about it right but that's what we're here for I think that you know we look at the planet and you're talking about the story we create whatever we give attention energy and focus to we get more of also, you can say the planet is terrible and everybody's out to get you and it's evil, or you could say it's beautiful and harmonious and, and everything, and they're, and they're both real, but the only person it's going to affect is your own reality. So whenever I say we or they, I just like say I, you know, is your reality like that? Because someone was saying that to me the other day and I was like, honestly, in public, I cannot remember the last time I ran into an asshole. I can't. Like I cannot, I don't, I, I'm, and I'm in different countries. I'm in like weird neighborhoods. I'm in all of it. I'm talking to homeless people. I could give a crap. And, uh, you know, I just don't meet them because you, you, you change to a different by like, like setting. And if you did, you show them compassion. It's not like something that triggers you into that. So it really is like your own view of reality. But what's happening, I think as an analogy, if the world is broken because these things are happening and I'm involved in projects that are making a difference on the planet and I'm building the solutions. Yes, I see a problem and I'm putting my time and energy to build a solution. It's like, the planet needs trees. Let's go down there now. Build your tree really big, right? Because then that's going to allow other things to grow under the canopy. So, um, I'll send it back your way. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Oh my gosh, all the things. Um, yeah, it's really interesting this conversation about enlightenment, right? Like, because at the end of the day, it is quite literal, like from what I've, and, and ayahuasca has been a huge, probably my greatest teacher, my greatest mentor um, in this journey. And from what I've been shown consistently and what has been reflected back to me and the people that I'm close with who are tuned into a, you know, similar, similar places is that really like <clears throat> our 
the, the journey that we're on is teaching our physical bodies, our physical vessels, how to run more data, more information through the system. Because multidimensional awareness is literally like, if you think about like the bandwidth of information being, you know, this for what we currently can receive and multidimensional awareness basically does this, right? It like expands the, the, the bandwidth of information that we can receive. We're, the, we're antennas, we're, we're transmitters and, and, and antennas for information coming through in the form of, of, of light and sound, essentially. Our entire reality is comprised of light and sound vibration. And so just like the radio station example, right? Like which channel are we tuned into? And the hardware, because we, and this is where the whole URAI conversation comes in, which is a big piece of what I'm birthing, um, is we are actually quantum computers is, is, is what I'm being shown. We are the most sophisticated, most highly engineered computers available on the planet today. Science doesn't even understand a fraction of what actually happens in the body or the brain or the DNA. Like it's, we are, we are truly, we are masterpieces. And we have, we are in this process of teaching our systems how to run more energy. So if you were tried to, you know, install, let's say, a, what's, what's, a, what's a program that requires? So like, let's say you want to play a video game that, that came out in 2017 and you want to play it on your, you know, the, the Windows 98 version or whatever, whatever we had in high school, right? Where we had the dial-up modem connection and you're trying to play a video game from 2018 on that computer, like, it, there's just no way. It's not compatible. It doesn't have enough memory. It doesn't have enough power. It doesn't, does, is, not, is not equipped or designed to run that much information. And so the same is true for our physical bodies. And I think, like we were talking about earlier, you know, the answer is hidden in plain sight. The final frontier for enlightenment is the physical body. It's in the body that we get to start to do the real work because our body is our subconscious mind made manifest. It is literally the accumulation of all the experiences that we've had up until this moment. And not just in this lifetime, but all the other lifetimes that are of course happening simultaneously in the quantum field because there is no past and there is no present, there is no future. It's all happening now. Um, there is a present, there is no future, no past. Uh, so, this is about recognizing that we are integrating back into wholeness all these fragmented aspects of ourself. So if there was trauma incurred at an early age, this could happen in utero, you know, this could happen if, if your mother was um, attacked physically or even verbally when, when you were in her belly, that would imprint into you. Um, so it could be as early as utero or even beyond that another lifetime or in this lifetime, if you have trauma, um, that is stored in the cellular memory of your body because unlike animals who will shake it out, you know, an animal gets scared immediately will go into some sort of release mechanism where it moves the energy out of the system. And then five minutes later, it's completely fine. Like nothing ever happened we as human beings have been taught to repress and deny our unpleasant experiences, which means that energy doesn't disappear. Energy can't be created or destroyed. It just, you know, it'll get stuck basically. So it'll infuse itself into the cellular memory of our body. So most of us are walking around in bodies that are riddled with trauma, with, with stored energy that was never processed and released properly. 
and is now shaping how we look at the world, how we move through life. You know, you walk into a party, you get social anxiety, you don't know why. It's because there's trauma in your body that's subconscious that you don't, you don't see that is running the show for you. So our conscious mind is only a very small percentage of, you know, like that's why manifestation, when people first try start trying to do law of attraction, they're like, but I visualized the thing for like six months and it didn't happen. It's like, great. 15% of you visualized it. The rest of you was unconsciously running the program of not being worthy, of not being ready, of all the reasons why that can't happen, right? And so we are literally going into the body as this living library, this, this archive of all the things that have taken place in our life, positive and negative. And to me, it's this alchemical transmutation process that I've been in personally in my journey, um, which has been going in, finding where the trauma is, literally reliving the experience so that I can complete the cycle fully so that I can feel fully what I was, what actually happened. And through the fully feeling it, I'm now alchemizing it. I'm transmuting it. I'm releasing it. And I'm basically going back to, I'm, I'm, it's like hitting the reset factory settings button. You know, like you're, you're, you're going back to neutral in a way. And from there you now have true choice. So, being woke is bringing the body online in my opinion it's it's not like the conscious as as um what's his name um oh i'm blanking on his name a, a spiritual teacher in the uh, matt con matt con who i really love i love his sense of humor uh matt con was saying like your consciousness is fine yo your consciousness knows that it's infinite and that it's you know, like your consciousness is not the problem. It's, it's not about waking up your consciousness. It's about catching up your body, catching up your body to also know that, meaning identifying all the subconscious programming, bringing it into the light of awareness, enlightenment, and then deciding what do I do with it? You know, I can't ignore it anymore. Like the shadow is here to be transmuted. It's coming forward right now on a global scale and that's why we can go and look at humanity and say oh my god everything is getting worse things are getting worse you know at an exponential rate but just like a healing crisis when you know if you get if you have a wound the wound will not heal until the last splinter is out of the wound and sometimes that can look like a lot of gnarly pus and all sorts of stuff coming out but really that's a sign of healing and so we're in the pus phase like the collective pus phase and it's not pleasant, but it is a sign that, that there is massive healing happening, I think. And I believe that there's already so much light that's being anchored on the planet. That's the other thing then with, with you know, as we teach our hardware to run more light because the, the, the vibration of the information that's coming into the planet right now um, of oneness and unity and harmony, that vibration is not compatible with the vibration of trauma and fear and separation which means if we have the intention to receive that information, we start opening our, you know, our third eye, we go into meditation, all that stuff. As by default, everything that's not in resonance has to come up and out, has to be, has to be brought to the surface of our awareness because otherwise the two can't exist. They're not compatible, right? So <clears throat> if we have the intention to make millions of dollars and suddenly we're more broke than we ever were, that's the sign that we're moving towards the millions of dollars because it's showing us where all of our scarcity is by creating a circumstance 
that will trigger the deepest layers of our scarcity. And I think that's the piece that, that is missing for a lot of people is, is understanding the polarity of the game that we're playing and recognizing that this is a game of embracing all of it, every single aspect of it. Not like the, the, the light and the love is great and it's only half of the equation. And our shadow is rich soil for evolution. It's literally here for us to turn into the next version of what this human experience wants to be. Amazing. Yep. Totally agree with all that. <laughs> Super well put. All right. Well, that's just, let me just give you some feedback and just confirmation from my end of why I believe what you're saying is totally epic. So the first thing that you're talking about, um, okay, multidimensional awareness, you know, and I like, you know, the resistance for me when we were talking about a little bit before is the words like the spiritual community. I love them. I love everybody. I love anybody doing anything. What I, what my challenge is, and when you use a word and you can't make it simple and somebody gets, uh, they can't understand it. So it kind of like makes them want to go away. So it's got to be understood. I, I feel, you know what I mean? So if we're talking about, you know, multidimensional and moving into the 5D, it can, it comes down to a little bit simpler. If you look at the light spectrum, we see 0.00 something or one, or it's really low. We don't see friggin' anything. We're basically blind as hell. Um, sound spectrum. We only, we only get a little bit of that. A dog, you grab a dog whistle and they get that. So what we're talking about here is just the ability to, to increase awareness. You're just having more awareness. You know, if you can sit perfectly in the middle of the night, that's amazing. That's more awareness. You could see if there's a little thing in the bush that's ready to jump out and get you. Um, so that's good. Then you have more awareness. And for you to build that, a lot of it, what, what's happening in the body is going into the shadow. And a lot of the work in the courses. Now, you know, I know it's not all about the courses and things like that, but I can't even stop. I don't recommend anyone to, but I just literally, I don't care what it is. I'm going to do it and check it out and see what happens. And so, you know, there's a lot of talk mm -hmm. on the body as the intelligence and the most intelligent people that I know speak about this as well. And I believe it as well from my experiences from almost dying on Everest, training with Shaolin monks, doing things that most people find very extreme, but I want to see what this machine can do. I'm curious. I don't do it all the time because it's very uncomfortable, but I push it. Um, and yeah. so what, what for me, I, I think is happening is we're, we're going from the survival state. So survival states fight or flight. And what's, what's happened is we're in a perpetual survival state and this is being amplified by our environment. So like you talked about the animal, you know, the tiger comes to get it scared run away. But what happens if we store the trauma in the physical body, like you said, and what happens is it'll come out as ulcers or cancer or whatever later in life because you haven't processed it. And the way that I kind of share it is, it's like the body is like the information or, or the computer, right? And you have a trauma. And if it's really bad, you know, like maybe, you know, something really bad, we'll just say all the options of terrible stuff that can happen as a human, the more terrible it is, you know, your daily experience might be 0.5 megabytes, but if you have a trauma, it might be like 20 megabytes in your terabyte in the liver. And you don't know how to process that to clean it up. And that's what it means to go into the shadow if you haven't looked at it and made peace with it. Because that energy is going to stay there in your body. And when you learn how to basically go into that, 
heal it and let it go, what happens is you learn how to do this in your daily experience and people don't know how to do that. They go through life and they get mad at the traffic light. Then all of a sudden they're storing it and they're throwing this energy away rather than the body holding that energy. And that's where divine neutrality and awareness kicks in. You see the external, but you're not giving it your energy. You know, somebody cuts you off in traffic and you flip them the bird and you you yell at them and then you tell everybody at work about this person and then you tell people at home about this person. You're literally just giving all of this energy away that can be used within the body. And so we're moving from what I believe a survival fear state into just a natural state. And that's when higher level awareness can turn on. That's where senses can turn on. That's where we start to break into what can this spaceship do? What is this body really capable of? And you can really tune into um, how magnificent the body is. And as I'm r ranting here, what I'm remembering is uh, I, f I finally finished the book seven, talking about on the podcast forever. The, there's six of them though, at least. Uh, the Life and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East. And these masters are doing bilocation. They're doing group healing. They're doing all this stuff. And they always say, um, you know, do you think what we're doing is special? You can do this. You, you in the same as like, look at your animals on the planet. They can sense things from miles away. You're superior. You're far superior than these incredible animals with these incredible abilities. You are beyond that. So when you tap into it and you can connect with it, you're going to go far um, beyond what these guys are. And so the last thing I'll say as I've taken notes is gene keys. If you looked at gene keys by uh, mm. I think it's Richard Rudd. Something Rudd. Mm -hmm. But if you go Gene Keys, if I, I believe it's Richard Rudd, um, it talks about the shadow and going into the shadow. And then every person's shadow comes with gifts, right? It's kind of like when you go and you go digging and digging and digging into the crap, um, you find the gifts. And and there's always a gift from it. And that's what we're doing. We're all becoming essentially butterflies or whatever by going through our trauma and really connecting with ourselves. And then we get to see this earth as a playground because this is heaven on earth or it's hell on earth or it's anything in between. You get to decide that. And it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be easy, but let's just say you went down to the beach and you lived in a hammock. I won't, I'll, maybe I'll get into it later because I've been going for a while, but I met a homeless guy and I posted something on my Facebook about him. This most incredible stories he was telling me but you know, on a, on a financial note, he's like saved up like seven grand. He's telling me like one day he made like 800 bucks. So like if you wanted to live simply, you could literally get a hammock down at the beach, have some bottles and eat a sandwich. That could be your life. It would be amazing. You wouldn't need anything else. It'd be awesome. You could go beyond that. Um, but I'll kind of leave it with that because I kind of went down a rabbit hole, but you said so much important stuff. And I wanted to just share that because that's what this is. It's not, it is multidimensional. It does get really wild, but th the principles are simple and you just got to do the work and you got to be willing to go through your own dirt and, and start to apply these techniques and not just see them and hear about them and write about them and wish about them. Just start to make the steps in that direction. So do you want me to ask yeah, you a question? And, and uh, well, let me just say one thing about <laughs> okay, the multidimensional yeah. awareness thing. It's okay. like we're already multidimensional. It's it's not like you have to be traveling through the astral and going into the galactic realms and like yes, that too. And your mental body, your emotional body, your physical body, those are different planes of those are different dimensions. They're existing on different dimensions. So then there's your spiritual body. I mean, there's a lot of there's many, many, many layers to this cake but you're already in multidimensional awareness. You already have the ability to project yourself into a future timeline by saying, I'm gonna meet you for coffee tomorrow at 4 p.m. You've now, essentially, that's multidimensional awareness, is the ability to project yourself into a time and space that's not now. Animals can't do that. 
we have developed that ability and therefore we're already living in the 5D on a day-to-day basis. There's even the whole idea that like 5D is over here and you have to like attain it is bullshit. We're already living in 5D. There are are higher dimensional realms, you know, all the way. Some say like 12 dimensions, there's different ways of splitting them up um, where there is, there's more and more access like a video game you know every time you like complete a level you you upgrade you go to the next level there's new rules to the game there's new information there's new superpowers and i think that's also why we're seeing so many superhero movies in our collective right now like that's reflecting back to us our own superhuman abilities and again going back to the dna right now we're using you know the tiniest percentage of our dna the rest of it is offline scientifically proven Scientists have no idea what to do with the rest of it. They've labeled it as junk DNA, but actually that is the stuff that houses our superpowers and we can bring it online and we are bringing it online. And that's where you are. AI has come through me as this reminder that like you are AI ancient intelligence and there's nothing artificial about you. You are an ancient being. You've been around for many, many eons in many different incarnations and there's nothing more sophisticated than you even the artificial intelligence that that we are creating as human beings while it can seem scary and like oh my god it's going to take over the world it can it's it's our child we're we're the ones creating it and just like a parent with a toddler the toddler can run the show right and take over the household or you can have some boundaries and you can say yo I'm the parent and I'm in charge of this. And together we can have a really nice time if you cooperate. Like to me, technology is, is, a, is like an artist being given a digital toolkit to just like go create worlds. And we have that ability. And I love Ready Player One. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but it um, just came out in theaters in the new Steven Spielberg movie. Highly recommend it because it really, it's, it, it's all about virtual reality and what that world looks like and, um, there's some really powerful, really profound messaging in that film around taking responsibility for our creations and 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 the importance of being connected in the real world while also enjoying the magic of the technology that we are birthing. So we get to have it all, you know, like this whole, again, even this idea that like in order to be spiritual, you can't have physical things or you you have to give up all your belongings and have no money and why money is just as divine and spiritual as everything else. Like, and we're going to want a lot of it to create a new world. We're going to, I think this is like such an important matter for me, the money piece, because having identified with the starving artist archetype for a lot of my life and seeing so many powerful, amazing, beautiful, conscious, creative beings in my world, who's the only reason they're not, taking their ideas to the next level is because of their scarcity conversation or their rejection of money. Like it's time for us to claim our love for money and to allow it into our world, into our bank account so that we can start to become the stewards of it. I don't resonate with owning money. Like I don't have any desire to accumulate money because I don't feel that I need to, because I feel fully cared for all the time by life and by the universe. Um, but I do feel called to make multi-million dollar productions happen that can really have an impact on the planet and to be the sacred steward of funds that can make that happen. So this is just like a 
slightly off topic, but totally on topic at the same time because money is energy and it's all related. Like, if you don't love money, please, for the sake of humanity, find a way to, to make amends and, and allow it into your world because we need more people who are hashtag woke to, uh, to, start, to, to start to distribute it. I was thinking a new hashtag. It could be like woke wealthy, you know, that we can start Mm -hmm. there. Um, You know, I I totally agree because it's something that I've had to figure out, um, you know, and it becomes from, comes from my upbringing and like my dad and the way it works and my own self and the story that it shaped around it. One of the things I did actually was create a, um, a chakra system of the money and each, each value of what it could be like, Oh, you know, with more money, you know, like money is giving, you know, money is kindness. And I would put all these things like through the body chakra system to rewrite my story around money. It's been a really big struggle for me, but in the same sense on the, on the spiritual sense, I've been able to last year, I ran, I had a big loan and I ran out last year at like May or something, not even May, like April. And I, went to Oregon Eclipse. I went to Burning Man. I went to Egypt. It all happened because I was like, yo, universe, sort this out for me. So it's both sides and I, and I need to allow it in. And for me, uh, money is currency. And so again, to go back to David Lombard, because I got like a two week whooping from, I've had, I met Nassim Haramine. He's been on the show. I've met some people. He's definitely my number one, like what this guy's official. So he talks about it in electrical engineering standpoint. He's like, there's only electrical energy in your, in this dimension. And he showed me like 13 triangles with like alien symbols on them, explaining how the body, which is a machine, a very advanced machine is here. And you have two spirit guides are positive and negative, not 30 says two, because it's a negative and a positive not to be mistaken with the good and bad because the body is the ground and that's how you run electrical charge. So, right. He talks about the so actions, cool. the actions of kindness are what allow your body as a capacitor to get up to like 94. So we're shut down and we're scarcity. So we're, even though you have millions of dollars and I know people like this and it's so ridiculous, they're stuck in this thing. And like, you think that they would be free with all the money that they could go get. And they're less free than me where I'm just like, I don't know where this money's going to come from, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to get my butt to Egypt somehow. <laughs> and, yep. it does, and it does happen. So um, I'm practicing ways like, okay, go out of your way to be kind and like be kind to the homeless. So, you know, I've been giving a lot more money to the homeless these days more than I usually would. And, uh, I go out of my way to meet this homeless guy. And I just talked about this and it was so amazing though. So there's another guy, I give him a buck. And then there's this other homeless guy who I had turned around for. I was like, Hey man, do you want a dollar? He's like, sure. Give him the dollar. It's like, what's your name? It's like Dale. I was like, what's up, Dale? Um, we start chatting for a little bit. I start, he starts to share with this, his story. Um, he, you know, had a house, he had a wife, he had the whole thing, lost his wife, things started to go downhill. Um, then I think a year, I don't know the timeline or whatever, but then he was, he was diagnosed with cancer, terminal cancer, and he was going to die. And he, so he goes to the doctor and he's like, are you sure I'm going to die? Essentially. Are you hundred percent sure? Even double checks like, mm-hmm. no, you're toast, man. So he's like, all right, he goes and he gets loans and credit cards, gets a bunch of money and gives it away. He bought a couple, some stuff for stuff. He's given away money to all these different people. This is what this guy does. Wow. And I was like, do you know how rare that, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> this guy's giving money away. He goes to, then all of a sudden they're like, hey, we're going to do this operation, right? They do the operation. He doesn't die. So now he has all this 
all this debt. Like, <laughs> can't get back. So it's like, he's like, oh shit, I'm still here. It's like, darn. So he can't pay it off. He, he like does, I think he does some things with like gangs or something because he like needs money. And then they rack up like six that it was like, I think it was just like something like, you know, drug running with like a weed or something like that. Um, like you just let them have yeah. his car or something. And so they racked up like six grand in like parking tickets and different things like that. As he's trying to figure out what's going on ends up on the street and he's telling me story after story about like he just saved up seven grand um, a few months ago because he wanted to get his license back because he needed six um, grand to get it back and um, the seven grand got stolen. Then he's, he's back, to, back to zero. He goes and he finds 20 bucks and there's a woman doing laundry and she has like a hair salon or something and uh, somebody steals her money so she can't finish her laundry and she's a little bit stressed out so she just gives her the 20 bucks there's a another story about like and that's all he had on him so he just gives it to her the, his friend was like i don't know what it's called like bugging out on being really addicted to drugs or whatever so he his last little bit he goes out to get him what he needs which i think were drugs or medicine or whatever but to get for his friend so this guy this example of like like unbelievable compassion even like when you have nothing but he's still giving. And so the thing that I'm learning and witnessing me do this is like, if we are in an electrical universe and this theory holds true and I'm allowing the free flow of energy or currency to go through me, then the universe can allow more currency because they know I'm not going to hold on it with all of my might and think about my ingenuity and strength and just hold on to that sucker. It's being flown into this and oh, actually I'm explaining this. I'm kind of getting my own understanding into this dimension. We're flowing it mm -hmm. down. We're flowing information. We're flowing wisdom and it's the action. And so, you know, maybe people see me do it or you do it or whoever they see that action of kindness. And um, so from a strictly electrical engineering perspective, it allows for more currency to flow with you. Could be true, could be not, but I really like the example. And, and regardless, it just shows that like, you know, the level of compassion of people to still take the action, you know, he, his circumstance to always take the action to give and, and know he's going to have enough, even though he really, you know, has nothing. So how much do you need to know you're taking care of? What's your worst case scenario? You, you lose all your money. You probably get a job. You don't get a job. You go on the street. Tell me you made 800 bucks one day. I was like, so there's never yeah. going to be a problem on this planet for you getting a few bucks. You know, you might have to live in a tent for a bit, but you probably sort that out in like a, a couple months or whatever, you know? Um, so it's not that bad. Totally. I love camping. It's and, like the same thing. Right. And also like I'm realizing more and more the most valuable equity that we can actually cultivate right now is, is connection with other people. Like if, if I, if everything went to hell right now and all my money was gone, I have a whole tribe of people who would happily house me, who would take care of me, who would feed me. Like, there's no shortage of support systems that are in place. And that's largely because of the energy that I've invested into being the best version of myself. So now people actually want to be around me, right? So like, if you're in tribe, if you're in community, it also changes, like you realize that you don't actually need that much and it's more fun to share. And, um, uh, what's her name? The um, Lynn Twist, who wrote *The Soul of Money*. She talks about this when she talks about meeting Maria. Um, uh, she talks about meeting Mother Teresa, and they're talking about the law of sufficiency. Like, 
taking just as much as you actually need and then letting the rest move through you because you're not coming from a place of fear of needing it to accumulate for some future time where you won't have enough. Um, and, and that's been a huge, I mean, in, in my desire to deprogram myself from scarcity consciousness, I have been time and time again been, been taken through these cycles of going back down to zero. Like, okay, you want to understand yourself as fully worthy and infinite and totally empowered with nothing in your bank account to reflect that back to you or to give you that like proof that you are worthy. Here you go. Here's the experience. Here's the lived experience. And the first time I went through it, all my shit came up and I was terrified and I had all these stories of how I was a failure and it was like the most intense, worst time of my life. And I went through it a couple more times and like I went through it recently and I was like, yo, I'm fine. I feel no fear in my system. I know that I'm good. And that's the trust with the universe, with life, with ourselves that we have to cultivate. We get to cultivate over time. It's not something that we can just like decide intellectually and then that's going to be our reality. We actually get to live through the experience and face off with all the parts of ourselves that are in resistance. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I think you're just touching on a really big point of the sim the simplicity of experiencing it. And for me, you know, it's, it's happened time and time again, and I'm not worried. I get frustrated. And that's something that I, I learned. I was just like, how can I be 33, 34, do all this? And like, you can't even, you can't even do that. You know, what are you doing? Um, so it comes up and yeah, and it comes into like unworthiness and, and, and doubt. But you know, once you kind of get run through that cycle, you, this is how you, you, operate in faith because you have to move first you know if everything is all perfect you don't get the same lessons and it's really about your own evolution anyway and again yeah. like to make it simple like you're not going to just die you might die you're going to die anyways but like if you lose everything you're going to be fine that the challenges is all that mental stuff that goes with it you know what i mean it's like oh you used to be this archetype of the businessman and you had the mercedes what do you drive you're on the bus oh you big loser and you know what i mean that's all, that's all your mind you're just yelling at you right like it's not actually real it's it's not your mind can find infinite reasons to, to to condemn you and tell you you're a fuck up but like at the end of the day if you can learn how to shut your mind up and go into the zero point of presence suddenly all of that disappears all of it just goes out the window it's like oh none of that's real you know the story of like oh because i'm 33 i should have this amount of money in my bank account otherwise society tells me i'm i've done something wrong like okay is that is that a story we choose to take on? Do we want to, do we still want to run that program or do we want to maybe move on to something else? Like <laughs> totally up to us. Yeah. Yeah. And you touched on a big topic there. It's just that internal critic, you know, I'm, I'm hanging out with my mom a little bit more than I did as an adult. It was always like, I'd come home, we'd hang out for a little bit here and there, but nothing like to be around. And so I'm living with my mom and sister for like a month and I'm, she's the sweetest, nicest, kindest human I have ever met by far the most compassionate. She'll drive like 50 hours out of her way to make sure that you have food and you're fine. It's ridiculous. She'll do whatever. But I'm noticing she's actually terrible to herself. She had a really uh, rough upbringing in, you know, where she came. It's really rough. You know, a lot of kids, a lot of messed up circumstances, a lot of alcohol. So she still has this like program that she's now recognizing that she needs to get out of. It. And it's this internal critic. And I'm like thinking to myself the other day, I was like, mom, you're the sweetest son of a gun I have ever met but 
she is that. But in that same beautiful, incredible being, she herself through this polarization or whatever is beating the crap out of herself. Just absolutely beating the crap out of herself. And you're just like, what? And, you know, this is what's happening. And if we can, we can start to understand that internal critic, which isn't real, that, that's like the external forces. I think that's like programming, people, teachers, society, movies, all that stuff. It's like this entity that forms that you think is you beating the crap out of you. I, you know, I would, I would think that 90% of the planet, probably a higher percent, just beats the crap out of themselves. And it reminds me of uh, a Wayne Dyer book that I, I that I read a long time ago. And there's this part where he's talking about his buddy playing tennis and uh, his buddy misses a shot. And he says something like, Oh, you idiot. And Wayne just goes, Hey, don't talk to my friend like that. And this, and this friend just goes like, what are you talking about, man? Like, this is a weird thing. Yeah. But, we but get- it, it's that, it's that creating distinction between you and it, right? Like when you say, yeah, you know, I, I'm frustrated. It's like, are you frustrated? Are you your truest self frustrated or is it this aspect of yourself that's decided that somehow you're not good enough is frustrated? Like creating that very simple distinction suddenly changes the game. And that's why I love The Untethered Soul so much by Miles Singer. I don't know if you've read that book, but yeah. it talks a lot about this. A hundred percent. Yeah. And now you create that gap in that space and that's awareness yeah. and that creates yeah. freedom. Exactly. Exactly. Because even I was going through it recently where I was like, you know, I've been through the ringer with like, I was supposed to be in Bali, ended up in Manila, like going to the US embassy, like trapped in the system with my passport and then not being able to get a visa and then getting super sick and just being like, I can't be in Manila anymore. Like I have to go somewhere else. And, and there was this part of me I could feel that was like, I just want certainty. Like, just give me certainty. God damn it. Universe. Like what the hell? And when I tuned into that part of me, <laughs> my, my whole system was like, oh, no, I, I don't need certainty. I'm fully certain. I'm fully good. It was my mind that wanted the certainty. But everything else, my true self was totally chilling. It was like, oh, you're, you're on an adventure. You're being guided. Like, there's nothing else to figure out. Just have fun. <laughs> and sure enough, it's been perfectly, you know, divinely orchestrated in a way that my mind never could have come up with. Um, so it's really understanding the mind and understanding the way that the mind has been programmed to, yeah, to keep us small and starting to break through that. And, and speaking into what you said about the shadow and the gifts within the shadow, like so many of us are running the story that th- these things shouldn't be happening, right? Like even trauma, like that shouldn't have happened. That was a mistake. It's like, well, if we claim creatorship, then we did on some level create all of it including the trauma and we created the trauma presumably to teach us something to give us contrast to allow us to use that contrast as a springboard into the opposite end of the spectrum um so if we went into the 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 contrast or the polarity of like feeling totally unloved and totally forgotten by the world then we also on the other end of that have the ability to go into the extreme of feeling totally connected and totally seen and loved by the world because it's the, it's, this is always going to be a game of opposites and polarity. Um, and then suddenly everything becomes a gift. Everything becomes, everything has purpose. Nothing is random and life just starts to reveal its magic to us. I love that. Yeah. And you're, I love all that. And your, your story about, you know, your redirect and everything going on. It's, you know, I, the way that I presented it in my mind when you are made sense of it was like, just imagine like a younger you It's like, I want to go on this trip. 
around the world, right? And so you're going, and then you got to go to, um, you know, I don't know where you were, but uh, what are the locations? So I, I was supposed to have a layover in Manila and fly to mm. Bali, and I got stuck in Manila, and I'm in Australia instead now, going to okay. Bali a Saturday. Okay, so you go to Manila. It's like, okay, you got to go to Manila. You want to go here, but you went somewhere else. But if you went to Australia and you were just observing it as like a four-year-old little girl or something, you'd be like, yeah, like I'm here. This is amazing. We're going to go somewhere else. Oh my God, this is so great. Frick yeah. Like we're going to Australia. What is that like? And you could literally have that perspective, but the mind has created an idea that you needed to follow, but this higher intelligence, this higher thing, or just life happening just life and yeah. being in it, you're like, okay, I'm in it. Yes. What? So what is in this? it. Right? And so it's interesting yeah. how you can have both and that little gap of awareness creates that beautiful choice. So it's a simple but powerful example we can apply everywhere. Yeah. And the truth is, and this is the magic of it, I, my plan was to go from my conscious bubble in Encinitas, Southern California, to another conscious bubble, which is Ubud, Bali. And that was like my plan, right? Go from one to the next. And instead, I ended up being in Manila, which is one of the poorest, like most intense cities on the planet. It's, people are walking around with masks on their faces, the, the poverty levels there. Like, it, I had to walk, go through metal detectors to get into my hotel. I had to go through five security checkpoints into the U.S. Embassy, multiple metal detectors. Like I was, I was treated like, you know, I mean, it was, it showed me a, a side of the human experience that I have become disconnected from because my reality tends to be very fluffy. And um, that, again, the shadow giving so much, that rich soil, right? Like the amount of like potency that it gave to my mission to be able to see the, like what is really happening to people on a daily basis, whether it's going, being stuck in a system that's reduced you to a nine-digit passport number and your fate is being determined by a person on the other side of bulletproof, bulletproof glass that literally cannot have empathy. It's not part of the job description. Or, you know, the little girl, like, coming up to the window of my taxi and begging for money and, like, me putting my hand up on the window pane and us just, like, having this moment like that, that gave a depth to what I'm doing, what I'm here to do with media as medicine and this movement and revolutionizing this planet um, that I, I wouldn't have chosen that understanding, but I was calling it in on a deeper level. And so the universe provided me with exactly what I needed, but I didn't know that that, that, that was what was what was being called in until I was in it. And then I was going through this, what felt like an initiation process with like, I got so sick, dude. I had yellow pus coming out of my eyeballs. Like it was like that level of sickness. And also to just, to just yeah. be beaten into, into this new depth of surrender and just, and still finding, finding the purpose in all of it. Like it was really profound. Mm. Super That's grateful beautiful. for it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's interesting how that works. And it kind of just reminds me of Burning Man. You know, you, you have this idea of how it's yeah. supposed to be fluffy. And it's like, oh, hey, I'm having a great time. Oh, my God. And you just get dummied. And, you know, really on this other side, you know, we got to be aware. We're white privilege is crap. And I've thought about that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, but, I, you know, I maybe some days I forget it, but I know what's happening. I know this. And so if we're the ones on the planet, you know, people listening to this, if you have clean food, clean water, and a roof over your head, you're it. And so what, what, what are you doing with all of that resource? 
yeah, what are we doing? Are we, you know, and we're trapped and worried about nonsensical things rather than thinking about our brothers, sisters on the planet. And that first has to be our own healing, taking advantage of everything that we have, you know, not to just accumulate wealth. Maybe that's a part of it. So you can go do something else, but connect with yourself, connect with your power, connect with this universe so we can build a better space for everyone. And, and not even, you know, people overseas, but like also within our next generation and the generation. Now, a lot of us, you know, probably most of the people listening to this podcast, we're looking at the world and it's changed so rapidly in 20 years. And we do have the ability to come together. And when you're talking about tribe, it reminds me of that quote that says uh, something along the lines, you might know what I'm talking about, the never think that uh, you know, a small group of people can have a powerful impact because it's the only thing that's ever changed the world, something along those lines. And um, it is a small group of people working together, man. And if you just get 10, five people, two people, three people, 10 people work together to an ideal because you can affect massive change. And uh, you know, this is very real. And we have a responsibility, I think, as the, as the white privilege, not to just you know, accumulate more and more stuff, but to be aware of what's happening on our beautiful earth and, and putting out a lifeline to those people. And just, you might not have to go down there and build them the shelter, but just to have it in your consciousness and, and, you know, okay, cool. I am aware if there's an opportunity or, or whatever, like how can I use these resources to empower myself to build a boat for the people that are drowning and then maybe give them a lifeline and pull some people on, even save one, you know, I think it's like the, 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 um, I don't know, the comic movie is just like talking to Spider-Man. He's like, just save one or the flash or something, you know, save one, do one thing. You first learn how to swim and then pull as many people as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And our, that responsibility goes in, it's, it's across the board. It's like, if you have clean water and you're, you have a roof over your head and you have an internet connection, then you get to, you, yeah, you get to take action because a lot of people don't have those basic things. And all the prophecies talk about, you know, like this is the age of like the, the, there's the rainbow, the rainbow tribe, like all, you know, all nationalities, all ethnicities coming together, but really like the white, the white archetype, the person of the, the, the person who's, who's the most um, affluent, essentially it's, it's now our job to like fix a lot of the things that we've, that we've, a lot of the problems that we've created. And the developing worlds, that was another thing that got so clear to me when I was in the Philippines was the developing worlds really are, are emulating and copying largely America because America is one of the major, you know, hubs for media and entertainment and pretty much all the programming that's going out into the world. And it's our responsibility to empower people in the Philippines to stop eating processed junk food when they live in one of the most abundant countries on the planet. And yet that's all they're eating. Like that's because of how we are programming them. Our corporations are doing that and that's not okay. And so, and rant, I feel like there's been a lot of ranting on this <laughs> yeah. podcast, but it's, it's such an exciting time. I guess I just want to summarize all of this by saying what a privilege, what an honor to be alive at this time where there's so much quantum evolution happening in front of our very eyes and to be able to participate in that conversation because of technology and the, the platform that it's given us to share our voice. I'm, I couldn't be more excited and grateful for the opportunity. Amazing. I feel the exact same way. This conversation has been a privilege and an honor. I just want to thank you for your work and everything that you shared and everything that you're up to and taking the steps to walk the path. 
you know, to take the actual actions and it could be simple. It could be big. Just, you know, I honor and respect you. And so if is there anything that you wish that I had asked or you want to talk about, or you want to close with and just make sure that people can find uh, uh, where they can get a hold of you. No, I honestly like there's going to be a lot coming through. I'm just I'm just getting started and I'll be releasing the, the video and some some really potent audio uh, experiences as well in, in coming in the, in the coming month. So the best way really is just to, to connect with me on Facebook um, and Instagram. Instagram is at iazria. And then my website, azria.com, you'll be able to find all information there for things that are that are coming out. But we are birthing a movement and we are recruiting. So if you feel the call, join us. We're going to have so much fun. Amazing. Cool. Well, enjoy your trip to Australia. Thanks so much for coming on. And I look forward to everything coming down the pipeline. And we'll get that video posted soon. It's super cool. Yes. And yeah, yeah, just thanks for coming on. All right, guys, that wraps up that amazing episode with Azria Cohen. I hope that you guys made some timestamps, you know, just take a screenshot or whatever as you go through. Please send them over on Facebook, on social media, tag Azria and I. Let us know what you like. Let us know what insights you had. And I can take those snippets and I can share them on YouTube and Facebook and get people, you know, they can handle 30 seconds of social media, right? And we can link them into this big, beautiful episode with so much insight and wisdom. Um, please leave a review on iTunes tunes if you haven't done that become a patron you know if you like the podcast and you want to support you know uh, a dollar goes a long way if a lot of people do it so it doesn't have to be much and if you want to show the support that way go for it if you are interested in coaching you know and you are serious about leveling up and you are looking for a lifestyle transformation if you want just more you want to you want to go deeper into zen you want to create the life of your dreams you want to understand the law of attraction you want to go deeper into meditation you want to understand about multi-dimensional nature whatever um, I can help with all that and if you're the CEO and you're a high-powered entrepreneur and you want to learn all about peak performance and how to get this into your staff I can help with that too and obviously athletes and I really want to get this out there with the kids so if you haven't read Zen Athlete yet I highly recommend checking it out it could be Zen life it can be Zen business it's all the best self-mastery tools I've learned over a lifetime of study and I want to get this out to the kids so I'm happy to send out ebooks and meditations and whatever just send me an email if you know any kid that's an athlete you know the parents are the ones that got to teach kids and I'm so happy to support that so just let me know um, head over to mattbelair.com forward slash store to see all my friends and uh, go to go to the website to sign up for the email list and then I can stay in touch that way which I've been absolutely terrible with if you've been on the email list because oh man I'm just trying to get these podcasts out I need help <laughs> I need some help uh, but it's coming it's it's working out so just slowly but surely one front one foot in front of the other and you know i'll kind of get all those corners um swept and dusted and buttoned up or whatever expression you would use for that but it's coming i'm gonna figure it out so i love you guys i appreciate you i appreciate all the support um i just want to send you uh sincere gratitude and love if you are listening to these words coming out of my mouth i love you i appreciate you you are good enough you are whole perfect balanced you are you are fully of your own acceptance your own love uh everything you know 
even the even the dirty stuff, even the stuff that you're ashamed of, even the stuff you think you shouldn't have done. Um, you know, we are not perfect. I have stuff that I'm ashamed of. I have stuff that I feel guilty for. Um, I just do my best not to keep doing those things. But we are flawed. We make mistakes. That's the whole thing. And I try not to beat the crap out of myself for the things that I'm not proud of too. So just you know, an outside voice just telling you that you are lo- you're worthy of love. You're whole. You're perfect. Um, you're appreciated, and you can design your life. You can do that. It's just it's over a lifetime. We're just a little bit. Um, hypnotized by reality and it's we're we're in a system that does not support this kind of thing so it can be a little bit of a challenge to navigate but know that you are loved you are supported um and that you can create whatever reality that you want so i just want to thank you for coming along a lot of another episode i got a little tibetan bowl beside me that i'm gonna ding i think if i can balance it Yeah, I think you guys could hear that. It sounds amazing. Um, so we'll go into the meditation. And again, just making this 100% firm commitment to be loving and kind to ourselves, to be our number one supporter. So wherever you are now, just stop whatever you're doing. Taking a deep breath in through your nose. Imagine white, gold, and platinum crystalline light coming down from the universe, pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being, connecting you to spirit, connecting you to source, letting go of all the cares and all the worries of the day, taking another deep breath in through your nose, connecting with your divine nature, making the firm commitment within yourself to be loving, kind, and supportive of yourself, to be your number one cheerleader, to accept all parts of you, even the stuff you're shameful of, and to integrate those as learning lessons, knowing that we are all flawed, that we all make mistakes, that you are worthy and whole and balanced as an imperfect being. And just let go of any self-judgment, any self-shame, any self-doubt, any self-criticism. Now take in another deep breath in through your nose and really double down this commitment to be loving, kind, and supportive of yourself as the universe wishes this for you as it pulses beautiful white, golden, platinum light from the universe through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being as the earth shoots up energy through your feet, supporting you from the ground, saying thank you for being here. You matter. You count. We support you. We love you. Just get clear in your heart on what reality that you want to build and know that you are a powerful infinite creator being connected to divine intelligence within you now i want you to send out this energy all of these good vibes this good energy to all the listeners on the podcast i want you to send it out to all your friends to your family to your enemies to your co-workers i want you to send energy to the entire planet wishing everyone self-acceptance self-love inner peace abundance uh, inner power inner knowing self-acceptance love joy happiness just wishing that for every being on the planet and i'm sending you that energy now if you're listening to this all of my energy all of my love all of my support all of my well wishes everything i am for you to know that you are a powerful perfect creator being here having a human experience and that you are good enough as you are and you do have the power to create reality just create the dream reality for yourself and let yourself be the example for your friends and your family you have that power within you the universe is on your side you are supported so thank you so much for listening to this episode 
my eternal love and gratitude for you, and I will see you in the next episode.